Hello and welcome to Top, the Open Podcast Podcast. Your hosts, Matthias and Wolfgang, will guide you through the ecosystem and the tools and services which make podcasting work. And they'll talk about their open source platform for podcast analytics. Let's dive right in. A very warm welcome to yet another episode of your favorite podcast, T-O-P-P, the Open Podcast Podcast, with your hosts, Wolfgang and Matthias. We are coming back straight from Munich, from a conference that we attended, and we want to talk a little bit about what we experienced, but also about advertising, podcasting in general, what it means to build a product around podcasts, and so on and so forth. But maybe we start just with the question why we went there. So Matthias, what was the reason to go there? I mean, especially for you, it's a train ride of, I think, six hours or something like that. So why did you go there? It's a funny story. To be fair, we got sponsored by Media Tech Lab to be able to participate. I think it more or less happened out of coincidence. We had a conversation and we decided that, yes, this would be a good conference to attend especially because we also work in this space. And we have to say thanks for MTL for having us. In general, I think that it is important to go to these sorts of events because we are targeting mostly a German market right now to begin with. We probably are going to extend it in the future. But it's nice to know the German players on the market. And that's why it's a nice place to connect with them. So, so what is what is Median Target? That's the name of the conference. Uh, who is there and what was to expect? It's a pretty old event. It has been hosted in Munich since 1987. It was started by the Bavarian government. So the event is intended to bring together private radio and television providers, newspapers and magazine publishers with public broadcasters for joint discussion. It's a mouthful, but basically you have 7,000 participants from the media industry and in total you have 400 sessions stretching from just normal talks over panels, discussion panels. So it's a mixed bag, but you have everyone there that probably want to know in this uh, space. And and even influencers, YouTubers, there were tons of influencers on a stage organized by the local media school. And it was quite cool to see all those young people dressed dressed like on a on a carnival party. But to be fair, I mean also all the, the the other people, the penguins, like the old traditional media people. Maybe it's also a carnival party. But it was just nice to see this clash between the old and the new world. Exactly. Yeah, that that's uh, always fascinating <laughs> because they don't really share. Well, they share the same passion for media. That is true, but they have totally different approaches. So now one could ask, why do two developers go to a conference full of media people like CEOs of big broadcasters and and all the important people talking about media and the industry and and how the future might look like and to answer that question we probably have to take a step back and think about open podcast again and see how we want to position ourselves on that market so open podcast fundamentally is an open platform And it's also a very technical topic. But at the same time, you want people to understand what you're building there. And you more or less have two groups of potential customers for a product like this. You have the individual podcasters and you have the agencies. And there are two different ways to market a product around an open platform. You can either go and target those individual podcasters directly 
that would be the B2C approach. Or you could go to these agencies and talk to them. And they are the deciders that decide on a bigger platform for a, a publishing platform or for a broadcasting system, for example. But to have a, a bigger impact, of course, it makes more sense to contact those agencies because they have a more professional way publishing podcasts. And for them, for example, it's also way more important to get all the statistics and that they have unified dashboards, that it's really easy for them to to fetch all the information, to get the information. Because if you publish 100 podcasts, for example, it's a way more important that you save time using some dashboards, some unified views, aggregated data. And you need that in your daily work to have a look at the numbers. I can imagine that they also have a lot of existing infrastructure that they want to plug into any new system, right? At least that's what we also heard already from those people because they have different different systems for different areas in this publishing process. And of course, you want to connect all the tools again to save time because if you have to lock into then different tools at the end or systems, it's just cumbersome and it takes a lot of time. And that's also what we want to address and offer at the end to have a seamless integration to those systems or to the whole ecosystem. And one of the main points that we also hear a lot from those broadcasters is that they need an integration with their advertising platform or their marketing platform, so to say, because they have existing programs that they run and they cannot lose the connection to these platforms anymore. It's tightly integrated with their entire business plan. And going to such a conference like the Median Target is a great place to discuss these problems and even learn about how they approach it right now. And of course, to extend the, the network. So how was it for you, Matthias? Was it was it successful? What, what do you think? Was it worth it to invest the two days to go there? It is certainly nice to see how the media industry works in Germany. And you have a lot of very high-profile guests there that were really inspirational. From a business perspective, I'd say we are still early. So it was tough to connect with the bigger players and have one-on-ones with them. You have to be really active to have any conversation. Usually the people that are there are not technical as well. So the best they can do is connect you to someone that can have a technical conversation with you. I think in general, that's a problem at those conferences. You have a CEO or a boss or an important person sitting there in a panel. And after the panel, there's a huge crowd around this person trying to give feedback or tell them, uh, I don't know what they, what all the, those people do. And then you are just one person in this crowd and you want to connect, you want to explain something, you want to pitch. So that's sometimes quite tricky. And at the end, you don't know if this leader even knows about the technical problems. But as podcasting is quite new, the companies are not that big. Usually, even the CEO knows exactly about the problems of numbers, statistics, as it's crucial for them, for the sponsors, for the ads. It's super important for them. So usually they know about it. And that made it a bit easier for us to connect to people and get then the right contact. But then, of course, you have to connect to those people later, write an email, have calls, But for the initial contact, it's quite useful to go to such a conference. But the smaller you are and the bigger the conference is, the more difficult it gets at the end to connect to people and to extend the network. Because you need some people and kind of an initial network 
that helps you to reach out to the right people. And for us, that was, for example, our sponsor, the Media Tech Lab. They have connections, they have a network to the media people. And then that, of course, helps a lot to, to make the initial contact to people. And then so having somebody who opens the door for you or just mentioning the name already helps a bit that you're from this organization or that this is your sponsor and you're not just a random person at this conference. People are usually very open to any conversation. That's not the problem, but it can be overwhelming. And some of the most interesting conversations we had happened by coincidence. Just through serendipity, we ran into someone that worked on a similar problem or knew someone that did. And these were really interesting leads. If you try to force it, it's not going to happen. So you really have to go with the flow. And you have to like to do networking, talk to people, approach people. So especially as a developer, you might have problems with that. But if you like that or you push yourself to do that, then I think it's worth it to go to such a conference and to also hear about a lot of podcast-related topics in general. So it was super interesting for me to, to listen to all those panels and talks. And maybe one more thing. It's also important to give back because it's not a one-way road. Sometimes we went to a booth and we didn't even talk about open podcast. Instead, we talked about their problems and what they tried to solve or what they tried to build. And that was extremely valuable to them as well. And we could give the right contact then at the end to people in our network. So we couldn't directly help. We didn't provide a solution to them, but at least some really useful contacts. And it's also helpful for those people in our network because maybe they can sell then their product or help them do some consulting, whatever it is. So it's really in both directions, as you said. Yeah, yes. Another highlight of the conference was that they had an audio track that meant on the second day there were... A lot of talks about linear audio, so radio stations versus podcasts. And I think there were some key takeaways from these sessions. Wolfgang, what's your main takeaway from this? I think that the main theme of the whole track, the whole day was, will podcasts take over the world? And is there still a traditional linear audio radio podcaster, uh, podcaster, broadcaster in the future? Can they still exist in the future? That was the main theme and the main question they tried to answer. And I think they all know that it's no longer linear. You have YouTube with videos, you have podcasts with audio. Of course, you still have the car, but even there, people started to listen to podcasts. There was COVID that was a big hit on, on radio broadcasters because people stayed at home and didn't commute to the to the office. Even in the office, if you have an office with a couple of people, usually if you listen to some music or some, some audio, it's a radio broadcaster at the end, a radio station. You don't listen to podcasts in the office with together with other people usually. So even that was gone. So radio stations had really a drop of around 50% in listeners. That's drastic, I would say. And they won't get back to the to the old normal. At least that's what they said. So they all know it's time to change. And it's not just a one-to-one -one copy. They can't copy all their content from, from the radio station to podcast. So they have to develop new formats, new ways. It's completely different how you create a podcast. You have a host that you trust it's very personal you build up a connection between the host and your audience it's not like in a radio station so it's a completely different approach so you also have to 
create the content at the end in a different format. So for me, that was the outcome at least of, of this day so that podcasts will become more and more important. And you can also see that, that all the public radio stations and private radio stations, they publish podcasts and they started to create their own podcasts and a lot of podcasts. So that's at the end quite good for us, I guess, and for, for our tool and product. Maybe if I can just share a personal anecdote I was traveling for six hours yesterday and for the first hour I had some podcast content that I wanted to listen to, I was waiting for. After this first hour was over, I had real problem trying to find matching content. And I thought, wow, it would be so nice if there was some sort of program personalized for me maybe, but still someone that would schedule podcasts or schedule interesting content for me so that I wouldn't have to focus on this during the ride. And I thought, well, that's radio. But maybe not really, because guess what will be part of the future is this personalization, this trust that you mentioned, the community and, and so on. This is something that you maybe don't have when you listen to linear radio, but at the same time, I don't think that you have to completely get rid of linear radio stations. That's not the case. I think that it will enhance the experience, really. Um, what I would like to have is some sort of agent that would understand my preferences, just like YouTube does, and generate some linear audio from content from different sources. There were also several sessions about how the car will look like in the future, self-driving cars, and, and what role radio plays in this whole car ecosystem. And as you said, I think it's it will be there, audio, but I don't think it's it's the linear audio, but a good recommender maybe combined with local news which are super important for still for people so they like to listen to local content and local news so it might be then a recommender system that provides you the, the local information some entertainment combined with some long formats all dependent on your preferences of course i also think that this will be the future but it's still quite young the podcast ecosystem and Spotify is working on the recommender, of course, but I haven't seen a, a really good recommender engine in the podcast world. So maybe we should also work on that later. If we get more stats about listening behavior, we can also then create our own recommender system for podcasts. And maybe just to add to that, another session that I was super interested about was text to speech. You basically take a text that already exists and you narrate it. And what I found fascinating about it was that it felt almost human-like. And they said that by 2030, 90% of the content will be somewhat enhanced by AI. Don't know where this number comes from. But also, I'm not worried about this, really, because there's so much content out there that I would love to listen to while driving, for example, but it's just there in written form. The typical audio processing just doesn't really work. It would be so nice to have a personalized speaker or someone with a voice that you like that is maybe fine-tuned to reading only the news or only one sort of content from Wikipedia or something. Understanding the content is really important. And then you can generate audio that is actually enjoyable. And that's quite simple already. So the, the demo that we saw, it's based on, I think, two hours of audio material of, of a professional narrator. And then the AI created a synthesized voice that can read any text and the outcome was was really good and add to that some music some background music and add to that some sound effects all of a sudden you have a very engaging podcast 
that's not a bright future for all the professional radio hosts, I guess. But as as far as I know, they even get paid after their voice was synthesized and their voice is used. So at least that's covered. <laughs> yeah, probably it's just a natural progression and it's unavoidable anyway. It's not as grim as people like to think it will be, at least from my perspective. And it will take some years at least. Yeah. And we are still far away from a automated radio station. Even a simple recommender is not there yet. So it's more than a couple of years, I would say. Yeah, because you have to rethink the way you create media, create content. So that will take a while for the industry to adapt. So to summarize, it was a great experience. We made a lot of contacts. We learned a lot. So it was definitely worth it to go there. Unfortunately, all the content is German, so we can link to the to the webpage, but it's all German. But at least we shared our main takeaways from the conference and what we have learned. And for us, this conference was also a proof that podcasting is still a super interesting field. It's alive. It's more than alive, I would say. It's it's a boiling field. And we are we are happy that we can contribute something and hopefully we can also pour a bit of oil into this fire of podcasting to speed up the whole process so that we end up with then with a proper podcast-based radio maybe in the future. <laughs> Always nice to work in a growing industry. And we will certainly go through all the contacts and follow up on the conversations we had. There are a lot of interesting leads and problems that we haven't thought of. You will probably hear a lot more in the next couple episodes. In that sense, have a nice week and see you again on Tuesday. Or whenever you listen to the podcast. We are no longer linear, Matthias. <laughs> see Bye. <ya. laughs>